0: A ratio marketing podcast.
1: This crowd, they, they, like there are, they're getting all the emails from all the companies, and they either you know they don't have the time. So, like when you take your shot, it needs to be very strategic, and it needs to be the only thing that you're really pushing. So, I think it's that it's that idea of less is more, especially for this crowd. And then on the art side of it, it's it's being very it, being intentional about the problems that they're encountering and creating a visual identity that puts those at ease.
0: Have you ever wished you had a healthcare provider on speed dial?
1: Someone you could call to validate your product market fit.
0: Someone to listen and help you see your solution differently.
1: Welcome to Healthcare Market Matrix, a podcast to help you see your market clearly. We dive deep into the challenges faced by healthcare organization leaders that technology has the chance to help them solve. It's all about gaining the kind of understanding you need to effectively connect with your market. Join us as we explore the healthcare market matrix.
0: Okay, well, hello again to those tuning in to our Applied Theory series. Um, This is a monthly video podcast from our team to share practical insights and some of the Latest marketing strategies we're deploying for tech companies we serve. And I am very excited to be chatting with Bennett today because for those of you who don't have the unique um, pleasure and privilege of working with Bennett, or Kyle actually for that matter, um, we'll have to have him on the show too as well. They host the most fun meetings um, because we're always looking at really cool design solutions and I know, um, you know, as John, our CEO, um, has shared with people before, it is very rare, if not ever, that we don't just stick the landing on brand for health tech companies. And let me tell you, um, healthcare care is complex and this is a hard thing for people to do. So I'm really excited to be joined by Bennett Farkas, one of our co-founders uh, who arguably wears many hats. Here at the agency, but is uh, certainly known for his branding and design expertise among the clients we serve. And so, for this episode, we've decided to explore the world of design in healthcare. And um, before we dive in, Bennett, I'd love for you to take a minute or two uh, to share your personal journey into the world of design and just provide our audience with some insights into our branding and positioning movements. Um, because we do do this a little differently um, at our agency. And I know you've played a large role in how we go about our design process for our clients. So take it away. Tell us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I've been, um, I don't know, my history with design is, um, I guess, relative to my whole life, a fairly long one because I've been in it for a long time. Um, I think as as far as vocation um, is concerned, I, I've always kind of known um two things it's like one it was like um wanting to be able to have the flexibility to kind of um to to make cool things um so i think like that's some of why kind of going the agency route and kind of being a founding member of an agency was appealing um i think going back like design i think specifically is the only thing that to me never really felt like work um it always felt it, it always felt exciting to me it felt like the thing i kind of got to do in school as opposed to you know a lot of the other things that didn't come i feel like as as naturally or felt as fun to me um so i did go into college um with, you know focusing on design communications with an administrative emphasis so it's kind of a joint degree of business and design um and i think kind of that is the I think that's the space I occupy is like that intersection of it's the um it's what is practical and effective meets what is artful and good um and I think that's kind of where where we hang out um most of the time uh so Ever since college, I mean, we we founded this agency uh, when Pete and I were were fresh out. So it's been uh, just over ten years of doing um, doing the same thing for the same types of companies. So uh, we have we have dialed it in quite a bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it's certainly I think just the the merriment of exactly your background showcases so much about our branding and positioning workshops and how those inform thoughtful design and thoughtful solutions that really help to, again, you know, nail stick the landing on, on, on branding. So, um, I want to talk about, uh, you know, a little bit just designing for experience and activation, you know, something I, I think I, I saw a lot <laughs> at the conferences, our teams attended in the spring, particularly Vive and hymns was this notion of patient centered design and You know, to me, it's no wonder that people have adopted that language in the healthcare universe because I think that tech and design world has influenced much of that commentary based on the whole notion of like human-centered design. Um, And I I debated on whether or not I should share this, but I think our audience will appreciate it. Our team secretly, or maybe not so secretly now, has a Slack channel called Worst Health Photos Hall of Fame. And I think anyone tuning in knows exactly what we're talking about. It's, you know, those gut wrenchingly terrible medical stock photography, um, or like on the contrary, which I think even SNL kind of makes fun of quite a bit in some of their skits, but is like this woman in a sundress skipping through a field among flowers, like see if this medication is right for you. And, you know, neither of those solutions really strike a balance between lifestyle and medical. So Bennett, I'd love for you to talk to us a little bit about, you know, really how you solve for these challenges and achieve that balance with our clients, because I've seen it time and time again that you've done that, but talk to us a little bit about that exploration and experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the space we occupy is a really tough one in the market. Um, I think, uh, the, the t- companies that do the type of work that we do that get put on the top shelf as considered like the best in the business, most of them work with companies that have an easy thing to visualize and sell. Um, most of them are B2C companies that have a product that you can get really sexy photos of. And that does a lot of the legwork for like the broader m- like marketing program, the broader advertising you know strategy. Um, and we just don't have that in, in the B2B health space because the product is this software solution that is, you know, more often than not undergoing some form of substantial update. So there's not like really a hero thing to show. And even if the product is in good shape. The dashboards that we're working with aren't like marketing forward necessarily. They're very like in the weeds, and you kind of have to know what it is in order for it to be compelling, um, unless it's just like a a very a very strategically honed honed shot of that product. So that's kind of like the 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 problem that's in front of us. the The space that we and like kind of the method that we have employed to kind of keep us relevant in the space is kind of is is that. It like we have that soul focused component to us, which makes like it, we really focus on what what is really unique and important about our clients, um, and then finding out ways to bring those things to the top. Um, I think uh, so. It's like it's a soul focused, and that that unlocks other opportunities, like having a more concept driven brand as opposed to a brand that relies on a product in particular. Um, so it, we find ourselves, I think, focusing more on visual themes to communicate a lot of interest in the visual space because we don't have those products and the, those hero shots to lean back on. Um, so it's focusing on the soul of the organization, what who they really are, and, and really crafting a concept-driven approach. So maybe the concept of a client um, could be Uh, We're working with a client right now that enables a smart hospital. Basically, it's a platform that um, enables uh, clinicians and people in the hospital to have much better visibility and be empowered by AI within a smart hospital ecosystem. Um, And again, their product is mostly dashboard views, but there's this whole deeper concept of... um, of basically like sight and being able to see and this whole kind of eye motif that we've kind of worked to, um, kind of spread throughout their brand and gave us some actual content to work with in the scheme of kind of like stepping up or I guess, uh, proposing their, their visual identity system.
0: Yeah. That's super well said. And in regards to like design touch points, you know, what are the experiences that a prospect or client will have with a health tech solution that you factor in when you're thinking about the design mm-hmm. system needed to be successful. Um yeah. maybe sharing some context on like how that might also differ from different uh verticals or like enterprise SaaS verticals.
1: Sure. Yeah, I think a lot of the thing that I see with with our clients is this um this kind of like uh underlying like um need to communicate to their market that they're a medical that they hang out in the medical space Mm -hmm. um like for the work that we do that's like only mildly important because the people that we're selling to they're only in the medical space so i think like they they're seeing all these different websites and they're seeing like in the marketing anyway they're seeing like a million like um stethoscopes a day right like because that's like the trope right um but but that's also not the way that a lot of these places work anymore. That's like a stock photo kind of like this is a medical thing, and I think like that that's kind of been um, that that's its own like kind of micro use case of the problem, right? People need to communicate this is a medical photo, so I'm going to put this symbol in it to say it's medical, and like it, it's just overkill for this. Like for how savvy our market is. Um, so it's, it's much more, I mean, it's now transitioning into much more of a B2C, traditionally a B2C approach where the typical touch points will hit will be, you know, you'll, you might be see a social post that will lead you to, you know, a compelling bit of content that might answer a question that you have. Um, and like kind of that post and that piece of content and how it's correlated to the website are all kind of like they, they stitch together this journey that you know, has design considered at each component? You know, with within each stage. Um, so in that way, it's kind of like being smart and thinking about okay, what is the actual experience of the person buying this medical product from us? Because they're not looking; they, they're a real human, so they're really interfacing with real B two C brands in their real like life. So that's kind of where they're they're anchored in their heads and then they, but they exist in this B2B space where it's all in the medical realm. And so I think kind of finding your niche, being okay with not saying like, this is medical because it's all medical for our buyers. Um, that's kind of, um, I guess a thing I would en- encourage people to think about. Yeah.
0: I love I that that you,
1: your question.
0: No, it totally answers the question. And I love that you kind of referenced that these are people. So they are, they are accustomed to experiencing things from a B to C perspective, not exclusively B to B kind of more, I would say more traditional, uh, potentially not as like innovative or progressive on the design front. And, you know, even just speaking to the overviews overuse of like medical iconography, I want to, I want to talk briefly about kind of, and you're, you're talking about it already, but maybe iterating on this, like, building credibility among the provider ecosystem. So, you know, we're recording this on a day actually that we just released an episode on our podcast, Healthcare Market Matrix with Bill Russell, the founder of This Week Health. And he colors a pretty vast picture in terms of competing priorities as a CIO, you know, the, the day-to-day uh, experience of a CIO. And so how do we use design to build that credibility with those communities knowing that there's some of the busiest people in the world and you're speaking to that, but maybe if you had any additional thoughts on how we navigate those, those commentaries, they're certainly probably not interested in seeing some, you know, medical iconography that seems pretty basic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, um, to that end, I find, um, so my, my background is as a designer, which is different. I consider that a little bit different than an artist in that a designer is usually one that hones and solves problems. And as a designer, I find most of what I have done historically is cut. is <laughs> like, it's whatever there is, there's usually too much. And it's about a kind of focusing this, this crowd, they, they like, there are, they're getting all the emails from all the companies, and they either you know they don't have the time. So like when you take your shot, it needs to be very strategic, and it needs to be the only thing that you're really pushing. So I think it's that it's that idea of less is more, especially for this crowd. And then on the art side of it, it's it's being very it, being intentional about the problems that they're encountering and creating a visual identity that puts those at ease. It's like when the, the impression should be like, you know, visually when I encounter this brand, it's like, Oh, this is like in line with the, what I want to feel (laughs) when I, when I solve this problem using the solution. Um, so there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of trickery in there, but also opportunity for, um, like, uh, symbolism and, um, metaphors to Mm -hmm. communicate concepts that kind of get at some of these solutions that will help these buyers feel more comfortable kind of pursuing um, whatever direction is being represented by this visual identity.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, Very well said. Again, um, I want to offer our audience a few takeaway considerations as they explore their design solutions. So, um, or hopefully even reach out to us if if it aligns. So touch on brand guidelines, do's and don'ts. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think, there's uh, we use style tiles at, at at our agency and we we also leverage brand guidelines to in, to inform and kind of uh, create some more structure around how the brand could be applied but talk to us about that you know i see also a lot of companies going through a rebrand for the sake of a rebrand mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know kind of purely for aesthetic sake so um maybe what questions should you ask as you embark on Identifying whether or not that's the right path, and and what does that include?
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So certainly, as it pertains to brand guidelines, and I guess overall kind of brand direction, I think thinking through specific use cases is really important, and really does vary from company to company depending on the strategy. Um, so I think, like, obviously, there's a lot of very cool brand identities out there. Um, that you, people might prop up as you know some of the best of all time and when you kind of think about it practically it would be very very difficult to um, to continuous, like, continuously push out assets that are in brand that are different like differentiated enough mm-hmm. um some brands are just very technically difficult for designers to implement And at the same time, those tend to be the more compelling pieces. So having a brand that can almost have, um, like levels where like base level, you, you know, your average marketer can employ these, you know, these elements and put together something in brand all the way up to your, you know, senior product designer can, you know, really do some magic with You know, the top tier. So kind of having a having a brand that is flexible enough and at its core is simple and strong enough to be able to kind of facilitate different levels of design, um, I would say would be really important. Certainly thinking about the future. So th- the reality is the your product is your product, and ultimately your market is when I'm gonna wanna see your product before they buy it. Um, so I think even it, for those companies that are actively working on updating their product or you know, milestone, you know, the next milestone might be the one where the visuals are ready. Planning for how you're going to display your product is really important within the brand. Um, making intentional decisions like, you know, what devices you put it in to both make it feel modern, but also not quickly age every asset you create. Um, so there's there's a lot of considerations in there for a, you know, because we've seen we've seen brands that we've launched and then we've you know stayed in relationship with for you know north of like seven years. And so we've seen kind of the brands that are able to kind of be effectively wielded by internal teams. Um, But there's no doubt that the thing that goes the furthest in all of this is having an internal brand champion that really cares and gets it and gets understands what what the organization is trying to do from a brand perspective, Um, which is one of my one of my favorite things to do is help work with and empower those people because they're the people that they've really got the skin in the game and they're really trying to, you know, impress the people around um, and they're the ones that are holding you know, they're holding the line they're making sure that the consistency is happening they're making sure that the strategies are staying intact. Um, and I think from on the agency side that's like the best because we have like we have an ally that we can work to empower um, within their org um so i think like having a solid brand champion to have those like hard conversations internally in the org to make sure that things you know stay good is like the most important thing and then like having a having a brand system that can um has thoughtfully uh, considered future use cases would also be really important
0: yeah yeah and and speaking of brand champions and and those and those brand masters you are the tool master of our agency. Um, so talk to us about maybe some of your favorite tools for design exploration, um, and maybe that could be helpful for those that are on, on the other side there serving for finding innovative solutions.
1: Yeah, yeah. So kind of talking through more or less our tool stack for Yeah, creativity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we or are- favorites.
0: It doesn't have yeah. to be all of them because we do use sure. a lot. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and definitely different tools are more optimized for different tasks. There's no no secret about that. Yeah. Um, I think at the core, we've always kind of been an, an Adobe agency because we they've been the they've been the big one in the space for a long, long time. Um, now we're particularly still Adobe because they bought Figma. So Figma is the the main tool we use for a lot of the kind of more systems oriented stuff like websites, and I'm sure a lot of Health tech companies are using Figma for their product. Um, that's we've seen that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like a really good kind of like interactive prototyping building tool. Um, it's a little bit more systems focused and a little bit less free form than some of like you know your Photoshop and an Illustrator and InDesign will be. Um, so, but we have been using we have been using Figma for a lot of the digital stuff. One of the new tools that we've been using a lot of is uh, MidJourney, which is the AI um, kind of generative uh, visual tool that's out there now. Um, it's it's very promising in terms of like the future abilities of you know what AI will be able to facilitate in the space. And at the very least, right now, it's a super effective brainstorming tool. Um, mm-hmm. If because I think one of the harder things that we do is just come up with like some visual anchors of how to think about concepts and, and you know, it's roughly equivalent of like a, a Google search for like a, a phrase right and just as in hitting images and seeing what pops up. only it's like a little bit more like there's a little bit more to it. like there might be some visual themes that the AI explores that hadn't occurred to me or ways to arrange objects in a way that communicates something that I hadn't thought of before. Um, so that's that's definitely another one. Uh, a small win for us is we typically are v- well, very frequently provided low res imagery because it's the best version of this photo of this person that they're okay with using on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of there's been some really impressive AI upsizing tools that we've been able to um, to use to basically, just up the caliber of, you know, each of those branded touch points, because the moment you see like a fuzzy headshot on a website, it communicates something different than, a, you know, a more polished, crisp one does from an overall like quality and perception of the product. So I think being able to tap tools like that have been um, a game changer in the last, you know, uh, certainly over the last several months. And I look forward to as they get more and more integrated, because right now there are a bunch of kind of point solutions for specific use cases, but as some of the bigger companies start enveloping and integrating some of these AI tools, it'll be really interesting to see what it will unlock for people.
0: Yeah, I I, I am very excited to see the the progression of some of these AI tools in relation to things that we're already using at the agency and and hopefully we'll Mm -hmm. we'll have more access to in the future. Um, I could talk about this stuff all day, <laughs> Bennett, with you. I always, I thoroughly enjoy our conversations, and thank you so much for being on the show with us, so that we can hopefully spread this uh, among some of the other marketers and branding people out there. Um, hopefully, this has added a pep in someone's step over a lunch break and given some them some ideas for how they might navigate the world of design and healthcare. So, we look forward to having you back on the show soon, and. Um, for our audience, if there are questions we didn't get to, feel free to add it in the comments below. We're always looking to hear from you on what topics our team should cover next. And if you did enjoy this session, be sure to like and subscribe. And most importantly, share, share with a colleague or a friend. And uh, we will see you next time. Thanks.